podcast starting in three, two, one. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Garbage Time. I'm here with Miles. Sup, what's up? It is 9.34, November 5th, and it's, on, it's a Tuesday, and Freddy Kitchen still has his job. I will be doing weekly updates of this, because... He's not I, getting fired. I was this hard on Hugh, who, need, who got fired, and Freddy's playing worse. But we'll get more into that. And Hugh's the god now. Hugh looks like a much better coach. That he looks like the coach Brown, the Browns needed, but we, we will get into that because I, I want to should talk the Browns too. Well, the first game is the we'll talk about the Niners beating the Cardinals a lot closer than I think a lot of people were expecting, and I think the Cardinals are getting it together. Oh yeah, I, I like I don't I don't love the defense. No, but I love it's I, They didn't so Terrell Suggs. At first, salt so seemed like, a, oh, he's just going to that team because he's old, which he thought that. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty serviceable right now. He's had like six sacks, like three Jones. or four he's, he's fumbles. A great compliment to Chandler Jones. Yeah, exactly. And like they still have Patrick Peterson. So, like, the defense is okay. I don't Google love it. Baker makes plays. Yeah, but I don't love it. But that offense is, they find their, they finally have found their rhythm. Mm-hmm. And they're, I think, consistently, no matter what. They've been they've been living at like twenty something points a game lately. Yeah, and I like that because that's eventually going to win you games when you develop a defense. So here we have 27, 17 against the Ravens. That's fine, but twenty against the Panthers, ten against the Seahawks is rare is a weird one. But twenty six, thirty four, twenty seven, thirty, and then twenty five. I like that. And this, and this was against the Niners defense, who has shut teams down. Yeah, and and I and they that's two hard defenses in a row. Sorry, they put up they did put up nine against uh, the Saints, but that's, that's the Saints defense, which is stifling lately, and then the 49ers defense, which is really good too. I like those numbers. Yeah, it, it like they got the Kenyon Drake spark, which he needed. This, he needed out of Miami. I know, but it's so frustrating that, like, I've been a Kenyon Drake supporter since she got the starting role, like, two years ago, and he won on that over 100-yard game. But you wouldn't want to trade him with – you didn't want to trade for him earlier this year until he got traded. Right. Yeah, kiss my ass. You weren't that much supporting. No, I, he wasn't doing shit with the Dolphins. He was not doing anything with the Dolphins. That is very that, true. But I traded for him as soon as I heard he was going to get traded. You did, and I did accept that trade because he wasn't doing anything for me. Yeah. And Deshaun Jackson just had surgery and is out for the season. But he was also on my bench, and I don't care. Right, I mean. <laughs> so I, it was like a no harm, no foul no, type of trade. And then with David Johnson and Chase Edmonds coming back. He might lose touches. I don't think so. Especially after this performance. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. He was catching it. He was. He was doing everything. I just. Oh, and they only gave him 15 touches uh, on the ground. I like that. Also speaking with this game, Isabella, my boy, yeah, finally had a touchdown. Fucking broke away for an 88-yard touchdown run. And Kudos to my guy. This was kind of the game we were been waiting for out of Jimmy G where he's not relying on defense in the run game. No, yeah, those weren't working for him today, and he made some 
nice ass throws. All we've been waiting for the whole time. Are you worth your contract? Yeah, you guys are winning games now, and your coaching, like your coaching, has gotten better because you're around. And you guys, I guess, you don't have C.J. Beathard, who didn't do bad last year, but like, it's you. It's you. You you impose a threat because we don't know who essentially you are with that with not a lot of games under your belt. But this is the game I think we were looking for. Literally, not nine. What? Yeah, nine missed throws, like uh, incompletions yeah. total. Ninety-five point three QBR. Yeah, four you're. That's what we've been waiting mm-hmm. to see. Can Get when the when the run game's, game's not there, yeah. can Jimmy G do something? And I think we saw it. Yeah, it's amazing. Not against a great defense, but yeah, I mean Kittle, yes, is like a number one receiver, but he's still a tight end. Like once you get that true receiver in there, how? Like Dak with Amari last year, where it's like everyone's like Dak sucks. It opens up things, yeah, and I love it. Amari there, Dak went fucking off. Last yeah, year. and clearly Emmanuel Sanders first game, seven for hundred twelve and a touchdown. This is first legit game. And, and like yeah. uh, what I love about Emmanuel Sanders is he's we already know he's a big play type of guy anyway, mm-hmm. but sixteen yards per reception. Yeah, I love some nice. Yeah, it means you're moving up and down the field, and that means Jimmy G's distributing how he should. Also opens up for Debo Samuel, for Kittle, for Pettis. Pettis, yeah, born. It'll open up a lot for eventually Tevin Coleman, too, who's great out of the backfield catching. So I, I personally like it. I like the trade overall anyway. It's a win-now type of situation mm-hmm. for them, so go win-now. Yeah. Great. Great overall performance for the Niners. We were kind of waiting for this one. It's good to see it happen. Um, the next one, 26-3 Texans beating the Jaguars. It's one of those fuck you games where you wake up and you're like, fuck, they played already. Because I didn't I didn't want – I had Gardner Minshew on one of my teams. I did not mean to start Gardner Minshew this game because I hate London games. Oh, yeah. And sure enough, I woke up and I'm like, Fuck, the game's already started. Fuck, the game's almost over. Yeah, Carlos Hyde went off. 19 carries for 160 yards. Yeah, we won't stick on this one long, but I do love that the Texans now have an O-line enough to have a run game. It's amazing that Hyde was the odd man out in the Chiefs. Look at what he's been doing with the Texans, though. It's very true. Like, and I, I like what they're doing. And again, they used to give fucking Lamar Miller... 30-some touches for him to get to 100 yards. Mm. They now have such a good offensive line now. 19 carries for 160 yards against who I don't think the Jaguars are. Yeah, their D-line, and I like two of their linebackers. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad run defense, and you still pulled that off. I love. Menchu is now benched, which saddens our souls. I mean, I get it, but I don't. <laughs> I well, yeah, you have if you spent that much money, it's not like the Matt because I saw a lot of people comparing Matt Flynn and Russell Wilson and saying like that's why you start Minshew, but it's like now Minshew didn't win the job out of preseason like Russell Wilson did. You got to see what Nick Foles can give you after he only played half a game and you paid that much money. So I understand it. And but if Nick Foles sucks, then yeah, you got Garner Minshew. I don't think it is either because he was already waiting for that anyway. And he was already preparing himself to start the season that way anyway. Injury just thrusted him right into everything. Yeah, 
And then the Redskins couldn't do anything against Buffalo. 9-24 Haskins first start. Did play terrible against the Bills defense. One, loved it. Why? Because finally they didn't try to fuck him over. Um, they gave him consistent options, and they had they gave him a run game behind. I like it because he didn't turn over the ball. Yeah, there's no touchdowns because, let's be honest, that receiving core is not insanely good anyway. Um, Terry Mc- McLaurin's like hit or miss. But they decided to run the ball a lot. AP did great running the ball. He looked like 24-year-old Adrian Peterson if you watch the game. Because he, he, it shows he has 18 carries. But he had uh, damn near 100 yards through nine carries. Mm-hmm. So I like it. They decided to run the ball, throw smart, and I like the average per attempt. That means they were throwing things he can be used to until he's comfortable. Since they're going to throw him into that light, they're going to throw him into things he's comfortable with, which are shorter passes, which are slants, um, stop and goes, a lot of good stuff that he can see easy, and they can just slowly move the ball. Anyway, uh, Josh Allen had an average game. I mean, just didn't lose the game. Devin Singletary is the big story of the Bills. Yeah, uh, they they finally used him to his full versatility, and I think that's nice. But why does I know he's hurt for half the season, but <laughs> But my thing is this, you you don't bring Frank Gore there not to get him his touches. I know, I just I think And and they, they saw who was the hot hand early in the game, because this is a game I watched. I I literally sat down and watched it because I thought it was the most interesting game to me because of Haskins. But when it comes to things like early they noticed, hey, he's running the ball real well today. They instantaneously only went to him. So you see Frank Gore have 11 carries, but like they weren't meaningful carries because they saw Singletary was the hot, the hot hand at the time. Yeah. So I like that. But I also like that he got involved in the passing game. Yeah. A lot. He's very versatile. That's what was great at Florida Atlantic. Lincoln. Yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. Come on, the words. Just, just a little Sorry, bit of words. Here. But no, I, I personally like it. It's Yeah, it's a blowout game, but... I thought it was one of the most interesting games we could have saw. And then Panthers beating the Titans 30-20. to 20. Um, Kyle Allen had a decent bounce-back game for what disaster that was last week. He's um, going to go against another defense, and they're going to eat him alive again. We'll see. McCaffrey. Well, he goes against the Packers. Yeah, this, this, yeah exactly. And uh, then after that, he goes against the Falcons, which will have a good game. But then he has the Saints. He has the Saints two more times this year. Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> 24 carries for 146 yards, two touchdowns, and then three catches for 20 and a touchdown. I feel like he can't be stopped. Okay, we're going to get to that, but ill. I'm going to say ill for a reason, but we're going to get to that. We're going to get to those MVP talks because I don't think so. MVP caliber, but I should. I got a little jump the gun there. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of jump the gun. Every week he's doing ridiculous things, and it's crazy because where was this offensive line the first two games of the season? Yeah, because Cam was getting smoked the first two games of the season. Yeah, Christian only got three sacks, and or not Christian. Uh, Cal Allen. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I he always throws the ball a lot sooner. And he's only going for short yardage, but he's doing okay. He's not doing special, but he's doing okay. 
And Christian McCaffrey clearly is just that guy. And I don't know if you noticed, but I think Kyle Allen has seven touchdowns on the seat, passing touchdowns on the season right now. I think four of them are to Christian McCaffrey. If that is true, that sounds accurate. I don't think it's a lot. He has nine. Nine. And I and I think Christian, Christian McCaffrey has, oh, has more than half. Yeah. Yep. So it shows that he's at least relying on who his playmaker is. Mm-hmm. And that's usually, which I don't know if you've seen, but it's Christian McCaffrey pretty much catching the ball and then doing his work for oh, the yeah. yardage and touchdown. So, again, Callahan, just play it safe, dude. Like He's not – he's only lost one game. He's playing to win. He's not playing to do stats. No, he's not playing to win. He's playing and safe. And – Christian McCaffrey is playing the win. I like Kyle Allen. Too much, probably. Yeah. And then the Chiefs beat the Vikings 26-23. to Is it bad I'm not surprised? No, I'm not surprised either. Um, God, what I hate, I hate you, Damian Williams. Why? Because I just released him last week. <laughs> and I just turned out a trade from your brother, actually, Telling me that Damian Williams was a, a number one running back in that system, and I told him to fuck off. So I get it. It's frustrating. My whole fantasy team has been frustrating by bad moves after bad moves. But we're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> another win for Matt Moore. Who, or No, he lost that. Yeah, game, he, but he, he beat the Broncos. But um, he's been doing enough to keep him in it. I'm not surprised by it. But he was good when he was with Miami. It's the coaching. Like, we know yeah. what it is. It's the coaching, and he got he has one of the best coaches in the game right now to back him up. And, and then they had a great Hill. run game. Yo, that Tyreek Hill catching Damian Williams on a touchdown run is insane to me. Tyreek Hill's a game changer. Yeah, for that stature mm-hmm. is insane. See, people think Tyler Lockett's the game changer, and I'm like, no, nah, it's just Russ. No, nah, Tyreek Hill at his size is still a game changer. Okay. He makes crazy catches. Dude, too. his touchdown catch, he went up and got it over yeah, two guys. That's what a lot of times you don't see with speed. I mean, Lockett has made some insane catches too. But yeah. Tyreek Hill is consistent. It's showing you like, hey, I'll go up against big boys. That's the difference between Lockett. Lockett is elusive and he gets behind defenses. Compared to Tyreek, Tyreek Hill's like, oh, you want to throw a jump ball? Yeah, I'll go get it. Like if, if you were making – He's the almost the perfect receiver if he's just a little taller. Give him like six more inches, yeah. Yeah. Which you know, it's would you know what I think is funny? Uh no, it's DK Metcalf. That's who Tyreek Hill would be mm-hmm. a few inches taller. Yeah, we'll get into DK because he had a, a great game. game. Um, yeah, Cousins was decent. Um, he's still playing at this level. Uh. Yeah, I honestly, I just knew there has to be one or two games this season where even if you run the ball like you should, eventually Dalvin Cook's going to have a bad game. Like, he's not going to have a great game every game. Hell, Christian McCaffrey didn't have a great game yeah. last week. So, like, I don't expect just because you gave him the ball 20 times, he's going to have a great game every game. But nine times out of ten, he will. So, I just thought coming into this week, this game, I was like, it's going to be a surprise because no one trusts Kansas City's defense that they would be the ones that are going to stop Dalvin Cook. They've been getting slightly better with each week. Yeah, but there's we still expected how 
Minnesota's been running the ball that they were going to just take over. Right. But I understand eventually it was going to happen that even if you give him 20-plus carries, he's going to struggle. But what I had a problem with was once Thielen went down, what the fuck happened to the passing game? That was my problem there. Yeah, he didn't really – he targeted Diggs only four times. That What are you doing? Like, I get LaCroix, well, we think he has the world of potential, but he's not the dude. But everybody else got more targets damn near than Diggs, and I, I think that's where you went wrong. Right. You have to get the ball in the hands of your playmaker if you want to win games. That's all that comes down to for me. I mean, the next one, I, I don't know if to make this anymore. Dolphins beating the Jets 26-18. to Fitzpatrick, three touchdowns. I don't know anymore. It with the Jets, it's they're. they're uh, yeah, look at me smile. Look at me smile. Yeah, it's Fitzy. Yeah, Fitzy, what's work? What the fuck is going on in New York? Yo, I honestly don't know. I want to know, but I don't know. And how they beat the Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. They beat the dog shit out of the Cowboys. And I was like, yes, here we go. Right. Sam Darnold's going to be doing his thing. You got Crowder. Like, you got Sam Darnold. Like, they're about to fucking go to work. And against a worse defense in Miami, I don't, under- I don't understand this. I, ha- I don't have any words for it. No one has any words for this. This was also the weirdest part about this is with this loss – or when Miami has taken themselves out of the two best players of the draft. I think they're going to be fine. Hear me out here. I think they're going to be fine. I think they know they still have a lot of number one picks. And I think they. I don't think this draft is what they want, if you want to know my honest opinion. Now, that I've thought about it a little more, and I think this draft is not what they essentially want. What do they besides, want? Besides them having an average pick, for a, a lower level team, which will still be top five, right? And they pick up Jerry Judy. I want like if I miss out on the quarterbacks, I want Chase Young. That's they missed out on him now. I think they're gonna get Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. And then they'll sign Fitz for another year. They'll go through the same process again. And and I think honestly, if you want to know my honest, but I think they're gonna trade that Pittsburgh pick. Because Pittsburgh is clearly winning games. Yeah. It's not as a, a great pick as you would want, but they can probably still won. You get a first round for next year. And maybe a third round for this coming year with that number one, with that pick from the Steelers, too. But if, they, if the season ends today, they would be in third place. Yes. Which, with the Bengals probably taking Joe Burrow. Yep. The Jets taking Chase Young. Yep. I would trade out of that third spot, then get get some if you and get, have someone that really wants to trade work. one back. Yeah, you most likely you can you should be able to trade one back, who would be probably Denver. Not more. Uh, yeah, I guess they won. Game. Never mind. Fuck. Uh, 
Maybe the, maybe the Browns? Yeah. I don't know. You, we will see, but I Buccaneers. think you can probably trade one, and they will be deciding if they want to keep Jameis or get Tua. Wait. So you could probably trade one back. You get a first round next year maybe, and a maybe a third, fourth round for only trading one back. That gives you an extra pick late that you can pick up a role player, and then you have an extra first round pick for the next year too. It seems like that's where everyone's going to die. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of it. No. Um, I don't get why. It, it shouldn't be the place that everyone goes. Miami should be the place where everyone goes to die. But, hell, if, if Preston Williams didn't get hurt, like, yeah, he, he had a fucking game. And this isn't his first on, game having a good yeah, game. He's undrafted. He's exactly. And they finally got Mike Kosecki involved. Mm-hmm. Like, I like what Miami's doing with coaching. But – the Jets should not be the place where people go and die because the Jets at one point was in a top 10 power ranking. Yep. And now they're fucking one and seven. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Why even be from New York? The, I'm sick of talking about <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles beat the Bears 22 to 14. Trubisky just looks worse and worse. Every game. If it wasn't for Baker and Darnold, Trubisky would be the top headline of what happened. That and also Trubisky problem also is he's getting compared to his peers because the Bears traded up for him. Right. And didn't get Jamal Adams, who we thought they would get. And they got Trubisky. And then you have six picks, seven picks later, you get Watson. Three more picks later, you get Mahomes, or is it the other way around? No, I think yeah, it's... it went Watson, then Mahomes. Yeah, so... No, it went Mahomes. Yeah, that, I thought so. I thought it was uh, seven Mahomes, 12 Watson. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something close to that. Yeah. And so now people are looking at the Bears like, look at this guy, and look at the two MVP candidates, even though, like, uh, Mahomes is hurt, but, like, he still has the MVP numbers right now, and he's missed what three games now. Also, what are you doing? Um, being a Lynch and Shanahan supporter, um, I'm very happy for the Bears taking Trubisky there because it very much hides that the Niners took Solomon Thomas and Ruben Foster that first round, and both of them have been terrible. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's very true, but like, yeah. it's so fucking stupid mm. of how bad he's gotten. And then I saw a report coming out today that Nagy said he's willing to just pretty much die over with Trubisky. No, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I don't like your offensive playbook because it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and you're trying to base it off of not having a ground game, but yeah. using running backs. Don't adapt. Every year you fall behind. That you have even, to. That even hit McVay at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why they struggled the first few games. They've gotten hot lately, but like they struggle. You have to be able to change what you know and go off of that. David Montgomery had a great game last game. 14. Why, why give him the ball 14 times? Why not run the ball more? Don't get me wrong. Philadelphia stifled you because you only essentially had about – 40 plays. But damn, you could be better. You could be so much better. Yeah, it's it's all about adapting. Like, a ton. 
So let me, who would you rather have right now? Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph. Nope, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, you know what? He's at this point, he's coachable and he's adapting to everything. He's adapting to everything around him as a player, though. That's also what changes there. I was going to say my point is like with going to the next game, the Steelers beating the Colts 26 to 24, is a good coach can make bad players serviceable. I I don't even know if Mason's bad. But he's serviceable right now. Yes. And that's what you want, but I, I don't know. He's doing what works for Mason. You get that? But Mason's also adapted to one, not having a number one running back anymore because his running back just went down. They're using Trey Edmonds. Who the hell is Trey Edmonds? As a, as a primary back and use Jalen Samuels only on passing plays, With almost. 13 receptions for 73 yards. Yeah. Like, it's working. But again, he was a he he was willing to adapt to saying, "Hey, we can't rely on our ground game and play action. We have to rely on what we can get done and how much we can get out of it against a damn good defense, too." What I like about what Mace, he's not afraid to throw it deep either. No, and that, like you have to take your chances, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's still adapted to throwing the ball very short most of the game. And it, I mean, you give a lot of credit to Frank Wright for for Seth going out and Hoyer coming in and actually doing it. Yeah, and you give a lot of credit to Tomlin coming out with a win in this situation, too. They're not making a playoff push. Which is strange. If the Ravens would have lost last night, yeah, not last night, uh, Sunday night, Mm -hmm. it would have been a worry. It would have been like, oh, shit, the fucking Steelers only a game behind. Right. That's a scary thought to think. When they don't even have Antonio, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon. Le'Veon. They don't have Ben yeah. Roethlisberger. Hell, they barely have fucking DeAndre Washington yeah. at times. Any thought of Tomlin leaving should be scrapped. Yeah, he's not leaving. No. At, at this point, they should be talking extensions. Uh, you have to. Because at first we all thought, and I, I'm not going to say I wasn't a victim of it too. Is yeah, We thought like... Ben, Tonio Brown, Le'Veon, and then adding Juju the past few years carried Tomlin from time to time. I my first thought when once Big Ben got her, I was like, go for two up. <laughs> Honestly, because we thought they were all gonna lose and four and four. I mean, instead, once Big Ben got her, they traded for Mika, which I thought was at the time I was like, well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, giving him a top ten pick. Yeah, I was like, Fitzpatrick just said four interceptions. Last night was a 95-yard, or the other night, 95-yard touchdown interception. Yeah. They, this shit is playing out of his mind. Yeah, and they, they knew what they were doing, and look at him now. Uh, at 500, without your number one quarterback, number one wide receiver, and you lost also a great running back in Le'Veon Bell, I personally can't fault you for doing that one. Yeah, I mean, then they face the Rams next, which would probably actually be a decent game. And then the Browns, which is probably going to be a win now. Yeah, honestly. Bengals, win. Browns again, probably another win. Cardinals, that'll be a tough one. And I like the Cardinals offense a lot, and the more they, they mesh, yeah, that's very true. But, but that's still a tough game, which they still could come out with a win. So what, let's see. Let's just say the Rams is a loss, 4-5. 5-5 and five. Five and five versus Browns. 6-5 and five versus Browns. 7-5 and five versus Browns again. But I'm going to say they beat. 
the Cardinals. I'm going to say they Just do for right now, yes. Eight and five, probably lost the Bills. Eight and six, Jets. That's a win. I, I don't six. care what anybody says, a fucking win. Ravens, probably a loss. Uh, probably a loss, but nine and seven is a playoff hunt team. Yeah. If everything goes in your favor, nine and seven to play. Hell, the Ravens made the playoffs on nine and seven last so, year. Yeah, this it's pretty impressive. So yeah, to hold your own during a tough part of the schedule without your quarterback, your hell, your what who I would consider a number one running back and a number one wide receiver to hold your own this far, kudos. All right, and then the Raiders beating the Lions 31-24. to Back-and-forth game once again for the Raiders and the Lions. Um, Stafford playing excellent ball every week. Now. I'm angry as fuck. I know. I'm so I, fucking angry about this game. Carr had a good game. Carr had a 95 Yeah, card. yo, so this game was great overall. Cause like, yeah, it was. I watched this game too, and this game was great overall. Especially for the Lions not having essentially a running back or a running game. And Stafford going out and putting up who I think is a dark horse MVP, but since they don't win games, he won't get considered. His stats are there, though. But fuck Matt Patricia for this game. He fucked them. Did you not watch the end of this game or see how it went? He fucked them. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, that. why throw it to Logan Thomas? Okay. It's even it gets worse than that. We get you don't have a run game, but JD McKissick towards the third, like mid third to the fourth quarter was going off. They could not stop him. Hell, at one point he was averaging like seven, eight yards a carry. Two, you have two receivers over six three. Big. And the Raiders have, have a corner. Having monster games already. Snatching balls away from people all game. And they're both on the sideline on fourth and one with the game on the line. Your two biggest playmakers, and, and their numbers show they are playmakers, and they were making it happen this game. Third, you throw to an ex-quarterback, Third string tight end and Logan Thomas. Yes, Logan Thomas is fucking six seven. I get it, but he was also a quarterback his whole goddamn life until literally last year, and he's third string on your depth chart. And that's who you decide should win your football game. Fuck you. That's a big fuck you. That's <laughs> a see you fucking next year because you ruined the season. Wholeheartedly. I'm I'm distraught about this and I'm angry because you have so many weapons and you decide we'll use Logan Thomas. But it's like to watch Freddy Kitchens. It must be because I was so fucking frustrated. You're, you're just you're angry. And he got the ball. The worst part is. And if I was Stafford, I'd be fucking livid. They got the ball with like three minutes left. And he drives them down. Making insane plays like he normally does. Gets them all the way down there. They do also have one fucking timeout. 
They call a third down play that he eventually gets to Logan Thomas, which is cool. But he, Logan Thomas couldn't push himself in. He gets they get to the one, and then they call the timeout. You didn't want to call a timeout uh, eight yards before because you only made a seven yard play to Logan Thomas. You didn't want to call a touchdown like a timeout before. Figure out how to get a touchdown with two of your main playmakers on the goddamn field. There's so much that went wrong in that last thirty seconds. And it haunts me because they should have done better and they didn't coach better. Yeah, yeah. Sure sucks. Um, let's never forget that uh, Jim Caldwell went 9-7 and seven back-to-back and he got fired for Patricia. Let's also not forget Lovey Smith got fired at 10-6. and six. Yeah. But. Josh Jacobs. Yes. Done. My rookie of the year. My rookie of the year. He's so good. Which, a few episodes ago. I know. Yeah, yeah. You picked Kyler, and uh, they ain't looking so hot for you, man. No, I, I, I like Jacobs a lot. I like that pick a lot. Um, Renfo, finally coming alive. I love it. Again, I said all rookies, eight to ten weeks. You figure more shit out. Like defense is different, and also where you play on defense is different as well. Because like D lineman, it's always like you just got to go after the quarterback. But, like, wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, you've got to give them that 8- to 10-week window. Cornerbacks, too. 8- to 10-week window, and they figure it out. Once they figure it out, it's off and running. What There is – okay, Jacob, yes, is a star in the making. But receiving core, it's – Terrell's a great number two. Renfro's a good slot. But Carr's doing this with – Out of number one. Yeah. Without. Imagine if they did have Antonio Brown. That I, I mean, with the Bears pick, they could probably get CD Lamb, which is not a bad one. Yeah, what like you? I think if you're gonna keep Terrell Williams, you have to get somebody eventually. Oh, yeah. So your your thoughts have to be, if not O line, which I think they have a good O line, but it yeah. can be improved. If it's not O line, it has to be wide receiver help. It has to be an offensive weapon to help you out. Whether it's, I guess, you can get a tight end. And move Waller back to a slot, which is what the Ravens had him as. He's just a big ass slot. I know, but like you can still move Waller into a slot, and he's just a big ass slot. So it's like having two tight ends on the field, but one's carried out a little further, and you can go for a tight end. But like tight end help is not what you need. You really want outside help because you want to relieve some pressure off Terrell Williams. Even if. I mean, this offense is shown to be fine all year. It's just their defense needs work. But that's like that's got, just coming. Yeah, you got the offense figured out, and you have silenced Derek Carr haters, even some of his biggest supporters. I even, have. I love him. Even last year, we were talking him up. It's like when all that hate was happening. It's like, guys, he's not doing that bad actually with what's around him. Yeah, because you got to remember, like halfway through the season, he lost Amari Cooper, and he still put up great Lynch numbers. Got hurt. Yeah, and he, he had fucking, what, Seth Roberts and, and Jalen Rashard. Yeah, that's all he had. And like a Jared few times. Yeah, he did have Jared Cook. But, and like, yeah. but that's not enough necessarily to and make. No defense to. You know what's crazy is the teams that try to tank always do better than the teams not trying to tank. It's an expectation. Mm-hmm. 
it's like they they can go into every game loose and play free. Because Carl last year was like, fuck those draft picks. I'm playing the wish. <laughs> and the Cardinals came in last. Yeah. And, and again, it comes down to that free will to be like, hey, like we don't care. And what happens is when that team doesn't care, they most likely will go out and win because they'll play fast, they'll play loose, but they don't have a care in the world what, what the outcome is. So they're just there. One, you got some guys playing to play co- play for contracts, so they, they play harder than ever. But two, you have just a team that doesn't have a care in the world and they can go out without any pressure and get it done compared to the Browns. Uh, <laughs> and the coach they should have hired uh, had a good game against the Seahawks, uh, Bruce Arians. I'm just going to try to hate on Freddie any chance I get. But, yeah, Bruce Arians and the Seahawks back and forth the whole game. Um, side note, Bruce Arians finally named Ronald Jones as a starter, which we're all asking what took you so long. <laughs> if you want to personally know my opinion, he called the wrong running back in my opinion. Peyton Barr was boring, and I get it. I get it. I 100% get it. He is boring compared to Ronald Jones, who is just at times dynamic. Yeah. But you have a great offense, and you know how to work this offense. You've been doing it for 10-plus years. I think you want the boring running back giving you structure. Because you're going to have the passing game. That's what Bruce Arians does, right? I think you want the boring running back that's going to get you to three to four yards of carry no matter what, and he's going to run between the tackles, and he's not going to try to shift and be shifty and juke and do whatever he's going to do, and he's going to just move the chains forward as much as he can. I think you want that because if you have that, the consistency will eventually relieve pressure off of Jameis Winston and you already have a passing offense to go along with it. I guess I don't understand why the Buccaneers are this bad. This year. I mean, the only thing I can point to is Jameis as much as I don't feel that's right all the time. It's not. And that's okay. So I personally think it's he needs to figure out his defensive staff. That's not a bad defense. No, it's not. And, like, clearly, fucking what's-his-name had nine sacks through, like, four games. Yeah, so I don't think it's 100% defense. I think it's who's coaching the defense and what type of defense you're playing. Uh, It's, what's the Jets old coach? Todd Bowles? It might be a switch. You might need to switch from a 3-4 to a 4-3. Devin can be a sideline, a sideline, lab-out. So maybe you need yeah. to switch from a 3-4 to a 4-3. Or like maybe even switch to a strictly nickel almost, you know? I know a certain there's few teams that do like certainly nickel cuz they always like that extra corner and then maybe you go out and you draft a slot corner. One of those guys from Alabama will do just fine cuz they're never good at number 1 being number 1 cornerbacks besides I guess of recently Marlon Humphrey, but other than that like they're never good at being number 1 corners. But if you draft him as a slot corner and you run a nickel consistently, maybe. About goddamn time they let Wilson throw, though. They, <laughs> you, you, you do know why, though. Well, it's because it was a shootout. It was also because Carson couldn't fucking hold on to the ball. Carson can never hold on to the ball. 
And when you have that problem consistently in one, like, so he never can hold on to the ball. But when you see it consistently and he lost, I think it was like, so he didn't lose the fumbles, I guess. He still fumbled the ball on about three carries, but he didn't lose any. So they were just like, hey, man, fuck you. Like, even on his biggest run, which was the 59-yard, he fumbled that ball. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember who it was came from behind him, slapped it right out of his hand. He fumbled that ball, and it went out of bounds to his luck. But when you constantly fumble the board like, like that, yeah, I'd say fuck the run game too. Unless you're going to put in Rashad Penny. God, I just want to see more DK. I uh, always want to see more DK. Listen. Listen. That man's gonna be special. I I never understood. We were watching the draft, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be dude, DK dude, the whole time. I'm like, DK oh. is coming. I'm like, oh come on, Ravens, here you go. And they pick Marquise Brown. I'm like, Hollywood. All right, fine, cool, yeah, well, cool, cool. And then every pick after that, I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Who's gonna be top ten? It's like, it had to top be. Top fifteen. It's DK is coming up. Top twenty. It's like, and like you know what I thought about also when we were even watching the draft and why he fell, I think people were afraid of the whole John Ross thing. Yeah, and yeah, because he wasn't the best route runner, and he wasn't the best hands. But he he was very in between in hands. Like, oh, I can't believe you dropped that. It's like, or it's like, holy shit, he caught that. Yes, yeah. and like- I and I think that's the difference, and I like that difference. But I think once you become a pro. All you're doing is worrying about catching a football. You're not worried about anything else, and you're working with other guys who can teach you better ways, and you learn better ways to catch a football. I remember the the Bills pick. I thought he was going to go to the Bills at Oliver, which I was like, "Well, you fucking take it." Out. Yeah, I get it. But then the second round came up, and I was like, "Yo." Well, hell, I would have taken him over uh, the Josh Allen pick, and I like the Josh Allen pick, but I would have taken him. He was he was it was a perfect situation for him, set up perfectly, and I was like, well, oh, Josh Allen. I was like, I get it, I get it. I, I saw a lot of experts talking about um, he's a bad route runner. I'm like, a good coach can fix that. Yeah, like it, that's just running. He's a- now if you got stone hands like Cameron Meredith, I get it, but he necessarily didn't have bad hands. No, he just had. In- Consistent, inconsistent I mean, hands I are different from bad hands. I'm saying inconsistent because he made some like his highlight reel is like insane. But no, I love this. So this game showed us everything right. we want to see. They used him for speed. They used him for power, and he just had a fucking field day. And this is in a in a conference where like I don't think the Bucks have a bad defense, but he's in a conference where. Besides uh, um, Jalen Ramsey, I don't see anybody stopping DK like that. Maybe Sherman. But who's Sherman most likely going to be around? On 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 the on Seahawks. Market. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't really. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because I'm going off of the fact that the Rams have two corners that are good, and Ramsey can be like, hey, I'll shadow the number two, and we can double the number one. Other than that, I don't see anybody stopping DK. And if this is his breakout game, give me more. Yeah. Um, here was supposed to be the Browns' breakout game, uh, losing to uh, Brandon Allen and 
In his first start. His first start off the street. 24 to 19. This was supposed to be the turnaround game. It was the most embarrassing loss of the season for them. It was worse than the Niners' loss. Yeah, because well, it's a, well. This also this team's also worse than the Niners. Right, and I mean with the Niners game, I was try with every game they lost. I was like, there's this silver lining right here. It's the easy schedule on the back end. It's yeah, we're like there's always that silver lining with each loss where it's like there's hope. No, there's no hope anymore. Your defense was supposed to be top ten. And they lost to Brandon Allen in a terrible and and a team. Line. Oh nope, here we go. They lost to a team, and their their defense struggled against a team with a new quarterback who wasn't even on the team mm-hmm. until literally what three Actually, four games? Yeah. yeah, three four games before when they found out Flacco was going to be out. Um, a terrible O line. A team that also just traded their number one wide receiver, and a team that also who said their future wide receiver, who's Cortland Sutton, has struggled game in and game out most times. He shows flashes, but most games in and games out, he is struggling. When they, when Cortland scored, my first thought was, they're gonna lose this. That was. <laughs> Was that your deciding play, that that, that the, catch in the end zone? The very first touchdown the Broncos had. I texted you guys. I was like, I know I said, like, even if they win this, Freddie should be fired. But I was thinking, like, they're going to lose this. And then Fant gets a 75-yard run because no one can tackle. No, uh, he's also a big-ass dude. I don't fucking care. It's very true. Um, and then the chaos ensued after the game anyway. <laughs> About the Noah Fant. Five reds, reds, five times in the red zone, scoring once, one time in the thirties, and still not scoring. Uh, a third and three at, in, like, that's all coaching. And they, they, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh, I know it's all coaching. So that's not what all I'm pointing to. It's third and three, and you run with Hillard over Chubb. It's fourth and inches, and you do it somehow. You don't get it with the QB sneak. You're it's frustrating beyond belief. Like, there is no motivation in this team. And it goes down to same thing as the Lions. When it is time to get things done in situations, where are your best players? If anybody really needs to know, and I feel like everybody should know by now, the best player on the Browns is the quietest one, and that's Nick Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb is the best player on the team. So when they needed him most... They didn't use him. Why the fuck was he on the bench? And Why? Why? Hillard? I, mm, I don't even want to get started into why it's Hillard. But my thing is, your best player on the entire team the whole year is on the bench. I know. I could, like, because Kareem Hunt comes back next week. If Hillard gets touches. <laughs> Why? 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 Why does he deserve touches? Also, like I, I personally don't think Kareem Hunt takes into a huge factor because Nick Chubb is so good at everything. But Kareem Hunt at least is a better back. That if I guess Nick Chubb's gonna be on the bench, it's still Kareem Hunt, right? 
But this week was not the situation where it's like, oh, we still have Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Nick Chubb, come out. No, this is not the week. You have Nick Chubb in there. Tired or not, you know he's your bruiser. He's going to pound one out for you, and you can rest him the next three plays after you get the first down. And still, the refusal to give play callers to Todd Milken is just mind-boggling. I'm just wait. I, like I'm just he's, waiting. He he has a proven track record in Tampa. Do he had a top ten offense last year with arguably a worse team than this Browns team? Do you think if this is the case, right? And gentle general manager who's taking credit for everything else. Do you think if he doesn't force Kitchens to give over? play calling, he gets fired first. I think they will let Dorsey have one more chance of picking a coach. If if this if Dorsey gets a chance to pick his next coach and they don't get all the playoffs, yes. At this point I don't think I don't see it happening even with a different coach. I, if you want to know my opinion, I think of all coaches that will be available, no coach stands a chance against Harbaugh and uh, Tomlin. Tomlin. I, I don't. I don't see it. Well, I think you have to make a splash hire. Like you have to, and I think they will without I, Dorsey. In my opinion, I think if John Dorsey doesn't force him to turn over that playbook and like let. Let Moquin go to work, right? And and hopefully salvage some of the goddamn season. Moquin was doing it with two different. He didn't know who was going to be a starting quarterback. Yeah, each week. and and that's why no, I think it's better that way. No, oh, Barber as a running back, but Chubb's better than Barber. Odell is comparable to Evans. Jarvis is comparable to Godwin. Godwin, yeah. yeah. And so this is Baker and. Winston. And, like, yeah, Najoku's out, but, like, and they were using Brayton, uh, O.J. Howard a yeah. lot, but it still doesn't compare of why he's not having the play calling abilities and why Freddie Kitchens is even on the sideline at any given moment. And then, yeah, and Steve Wilkes, who was with Arizona last year, it's, this defense is playing with no heart, with a lot of frustration. They look ugly out there. It's and and you hear like you hear the names and on paper everything looks good, mm-hmm. on paper like what they what they can bring you physically and what you've seen in the past that they can do. This okay. defense should be yeah. dope. last year they had Garrett, Schobert, Demarius Randall, Ward, Pro Bowlers. Yeah, this year Garrett's the only one that's doing Schobert. anything. Schobert, I thought, would have a little bit of a slowdown. Right. But. Like, that doesn't surprise me 100%, but at the same time, what he's doing now is still less than what I thought his slowdown would be. Um, like, yeah, they had injuries in the back and, like, in the defensive backs at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. towards about what? I think it was, like, three weeks ago well, against last, the Ravens. Last, so, yeah. yeah, that was about three weeks ago. Because the Ravens had this game by and then Brown. So, they, yeah, I get it. But at this point, you should be a lot better or you need to fix it. Yeah, And the Browns can't seem to fix it. This game should have been close. 
You know the craziest part is? Broncos scored 24 points. They were never once in the red zone. That's a damn shame. That means you've just given up big plays. Yeah. Which led to, of course, threats on Twitter, but again. eh. That's what's happened with all their games is they lose by big plays. Which that means you don't want to play. Because I'm going to tell you right now. That means you don't want to play the Steelers because they take shots down the field. They are not afraid to. I just said they were going to lose twice this year. Yeah, and then you also don't want to face the Ravens because that's all Lamar Jackson is at times is big plays waiting to happen. Yeah. So you don't want to face them again. Yeah, you got your win earlier in the season, but, like, I doubt you want to face them again in, what, I think they play them in three weeks. You don't want to face them again. No, the – I personally had the thought of maybe just bench Baker and get that draft pick. I fuck, that's tough because Baker looks like it. shit. You're not making it, but you. But if you're benching Baker for a draft pick, are you drafting a quarterback? No. I, so then I say you can't bench Baker I, I because know, it makes no sense. I know you can't bench him, but I'm like. Fuck it. Finish 2-14. and 14, Get the top O-lineman. For the love of God, get an O-lineman. Right. But, again, this comes down to Dorsey's fault in the first place. Because yeah. so they had an O-line, and he traded away their second-best O-lineman while letting the, other, like letting the other one still retire. You have to be better than that. You have to eventually find a way to get one of the best O-linemen to ever play the game to stay. And then you also can't trade away your second best O lineman. That's bad. I would put Joe Thomas on him. I'm not, but at the same time, as a GM, you well, he was Joe Thomas retired before Dorsey got there. Actually, yeah, that's true. But you got to figure that out, you though. You still should have drafted one. If you're gonna trade your O lineman, you have to draft an O lineman. Yeah, Joe Thomas left. And then they traded Zeitler, and they did. Because you, they they didn't replace Joe Thomas. Because if all. you want, if you want my opinion, like you didn't need Olivia Vernon, you did not. I like Agba. Yeah, and like I like Miles Garrett just on his own with mediocre guys. You can't replace offensive linemen that easy, and you didn't need Olivia Vernon, who hasn't done shit this season anyway. No. So what'd you trade for? I didn't get that trade. I hated that trade. Yeah, and people were like, oh, it came part of a package for Odell. And it's like, no, it did not. They happened like two weeks apart. Exactly. Like, fuck you. You had Odell already. Just take like r- take your money and run. Anyways, uh, Chargers upset the Packers 26-11. to 11. Personally, I'm... Always reporting more stock in this game than I, I am, but I don't. I'm putting more stock into this game because the Packers have lost the same way twice. To a team with a momentum shift? No, to a team that came out and decided, hey, we're going to punch them in the mouth. Yeah. And that defense has holes besides the Smith brothers and okay. Alexander. There's a middle hole. Huge. And what teams have, the two teams that have beat them have done is they go out. They run the ball and punch them in the mouth as hard as they can. 
and that's a problem. That's a problem that needs to be fixed, and I don't know how you fix it now. Like, you essentially got your second loss too late in the season to fix it. Because there's no way to fix it. Because now you're about to play teams that run the ball. And that's exa- and now that they have a game plan, they know what they're going to do. You have Carolina. They definitely run the ball. 49ers run the ball more than they pass. They have all season. Giants still have Saquon. So they will probably run the ball. You get it easy when it comes to Redskins and Bears. Vikings know to run the ball down your throat again. And then the Lions. The Lions are no easy win, even though their record doesn't show it. They're no easy win. So, you could possibly lose because teams are going to run the ball down your throat three games in a row. And you can't, and you won't be able to figure it out because they also, these teams also have decent to better defenses besides the Giants. I just, I don't know. I, to, I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't want. Like I don't want to overhype it, but I'm worried. Next week, if they lose, I and I'm telling you, it's very possible. I think. Oh, I know it's possible. I think Kyle Allen has a bad game, and Christian McCaffrey has a great game because they're gonna run the ball down the Packers' throats, and that's what's gonna solve that problem. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I'm giving him a pass. I think you have a bad game. And- if they lose next week, though, I'll be putting up some warning plays. Okay, then let's do that. I, I am definitely okay with that. I just know we've seen two teams now go out and just say, hey, we're going to run the ball right where your holes the, are, and they're going to figure it out. Spark with the Chargers because they fired Winston Hutt. Yeah, I get it, but I, I see it as more of a – we copied a game plan from a previous team with the Packers. And here's how we're going to show you how we how 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 well we can do it, and I think that's the difference there. And I think that's the only difference we're going to find for it. If you want my honest opinion, yeah. If they lose the Panthers, red flags come up a lot. Yeah, well, let's here we go. I guess it, it Sunday's Sunday can't come soon enough because I can't wait to see this. And the Ravens dominating the Patriots, thirty-seven to Trump, twenty. They Punched them in the mouth right. Love it. Lo- yeah, went up 17-0 immediately. Which, this was kind of like the the opposite of, I mean, the Ravens are a better team than the Cardinals. I'm not trying to say that. But what happens when you face diversity and the Patriots folded, kind of? Oh, 100%. Um, I, and, like, like, I love the game because, like, eventually – Tom Brady did try to make it close, and they started running like there's no huddle offense, and they were tiring out the Ravens' defense. But it, but eventually they they tired out themselves as well, and that's where the Edelman fumble came from, which led to the defense just capitalizing on that. So the defense was just withstanding everything they could, being tired, and then they just said, hey, you guys got to be just as tired as we are. Well, also, like, because the Ravens came out so quick, the Patriots couldn't get a running game going either. No, and, and and that's what I like about the Ravens. If the Ravens can make stops or get the ball early and play with a lead, the Ravens will always be winners because their time of possession is insane. It was 37 minutes to, like, 22 minutes. That's a whole quarter of football played throughout the game where – 
Patriots did not touch the ball. So if they can get a lead at any game, they can get a lead on. It's insane what they can do with their time management. I mean, Tom Brady is clear. This is still a good Ravens defense, but Tom Brady was—you can't be throwing it forty-six times. No, you would hope to have a better run game, and you know your run game isn't doing well when James White has your most touches. Yeah, like that—that's how you know your your running game isn't doing very well. Because that means you've got, like, when James White is always in the game, that means you are playing from behind and you are trying to throw the ball. And then sometimes you got to use the little fella to run. But. I mean, this was what everyone was like, okay, what happens when the Patriots face a good team? And we've been waiting for it. And it, show, it showed holes, I guess. It, show, it showed they can't run the ball, which I think everybody knew, but we never got to see it fully because they didn't place a good defense. I'm not saying the Ravens aren't the best defense, but they're a top 10. So like it was like, what can they do if they face a good defense? And they struggled with running the ball. Um, they almost they pretty much struggled also moving the ball as well because a lot of these passes were dump-offs to Mohamed Sanu and Julian Edelman. Like nothing was like a, not a lot of things were vertical, and that's where I think losing Josh Gordon sucks for them because he Ooh, I he forgot about that. Oh, yeah I loss with DK and Josh yeah, and I think the Patriots letting Josh Gordon go takes away the vertical game for them. So all oh, everything they do, DK and Josh. Yeah, listen, just in your pants, man. I feel you, but. The Patriots pretty much set themselves up to have every pass be 10 yards or less unless you're trying to throw deep to Muhammad Sanu, which people are going to read onto, hence the Earl Thomas interception. Which, um, I'm happy they overpaid for him because that means the Niners, because the Niners are trying to get him, and I'm glad they got Emmanuel over Sanu. Are you? I like Emmanuel better than Sanu, personally. Hmm. Sanu is younger, but... Emmanuel just has a better track record. He does. But, like, Sanu also went to a team with another number one. I think we knew all these Cincinnati receivers could be number ones. And, uh, like, Marvin Jones went to clearly a place where he could be a number one. And I think Muhammad Sanu just decided to go somewhere where he thought he could win. Which didn't make him a number one because Julio Jones is there. And it made him a decent number two for a while. But now he's back to essentially being a number one. But is it? I guess no. Edelman will always be a number one until he pretty much retires. Right. So he's still a number two. He's just the only number one out on the end there. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's 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 a strange trade. But I and we all thought eventually it would benefit. Of course, right away it was going to benefit the Patriots. And it looks like him and like Sanu and Tom built rapport because he had ten catches, but it doesn't get anything done. Right. Like you averaged eight yards a catch, and it's not going to do much. Yeah, and then Cowboys, the second half destroyed. It's after the Black Cat, man. Yeah, I thought it was fucking strange. Who the fuck brings cats to a football field? Somebody had to break it. What? It's strange. I mean, we're, I mean, yeah, the Cowboys dominated it, but the surprising part was 
Barkley got shut the fuck down. 14 for 28. Like That's because Dallas has corners. Yeah. They and if they can take away if they can take away everything, they can give you eight in a box, nine in a box, and they'll stop Barkley. Golden Tate. That catch was insane. Such a tiny little fella getting up there. Yeah, it's uh I feel like uh Daniel Jones has had two good games. Yeah, that's all he's had. And the rest have been very turnover driven. Yeah. Um, and he needs to stop with the turnovers. He looks like Andy. Andy. Yeah, um, say it. No, because Andy Dolan took his team to the playoffs six years in a row. Fucking <laughs> say it. He looks like Andy Dolan. Yeah, he does. I just don't know if he's as good as Andy Dolan. But where was Andy Dolan picked? Second round, where Daniel Dolan should have been picked. Number one. And, like, don't get me wrong. We've been back and forth, and we've been flip-floppy a little bit on him. We both right away said, not a chance he should be. Top ten. Yeah, no way. And then we saw preseason, and we are like, hmm, maybe. Yeah, and then he played his first game, and we were like, oh, shit, we were wrong. But I guess, technically, if we would have stuck with our gut, we weren't wrong. No. Um, and as much as preseason's fun at all, Kaiser outplayed Watson in preseason. Like, True, but at the same, and we made that bet, and <laughs> that was a fun bet. But no one's completing eighty percent of your throws in preseason still says something. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think. What what's our our difference in preseason where we were like, oh shit, eighty percent of your throws throughout preseason, and it's not like you threw only ten times, is a big number. Okay, well, let's so, see what it is. It's weird because is the eye test, I guess. As much he as does I, not pass it. Yeah, as much as I want to look at stats, like when I watch Haskins play, I'm like, "Yo, this guy is talented." And yeah. When I watch Jones play, I'm like, he might be like the in the Paddington, Dalton, Smith category. Yeah, and that's what I want. I, that's what I always want you to do more is do the eye test. Because sometimes you go right in the numbers and you stick with those numbers, numbers yeah, which yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of. But sometimes you just got to watch and get it. Like, and that was my whole thing on Kaiser. Every time I saw him, I was just like, I don't see it. But we knew before fucking draft, as soon as uh, Devil Sweeney said, Michael Jordan of football, I instantaneously agreed with him about Deshaun Watson. I was like, dude, yeah, he can be that dude. Because he, he checked everything in my head. And I think Daniel Jones just doesn't pass that eye test. No. Hell, at times, Dak Prescott doesn't pass that eye test. No. Um, it's, yeah, it's just I watch him play, and I'm like. He looks overwhelmed at times. Yeah. And that's bad. Like, you watch, say, Russell Wilson. I won't, like, it's a hard comparison. But, like, when you, even when you watch Russell Wilson his rookie year, he looked like he didn't give a fuck what was happening around him. He was going to move to move, and he was going to throw where he wanted to throw, and he was just going to get it done. Yeah, I'm not. it's not even comparing sides because Kyler, it's like Kyler shows flash the hit factor. Yeah, and like there's times where Kyler looks very overwhelmed, and I think that's just the speed of the game is getting to him because he was always known as to be the fastest guy, and I think the speed is getting... 
Yeah, exactly. And I think the speed is getting to him. But other than that, when Kyler throws, he looks good. Hence why he should have fucking thrown on a combine. But that's another conversation for another time. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, you just watch him play and you're like, yeah, dude, you're, uh, you might take him to the playoffs one of your 10 years. <laughs> Put Eli back in. He looks like Eli. Who do you think he learned from? Those are the fucking camps he went to was the Manning camps. I know. Put Eli back in. I think Salvager season, not even Salvager season, but like Salvage wanted the best quarterbacks that you're going to have in franchise history who took down one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, twice, twice for you. Salvage, salvage his career by putting him back in. And enjoying his last few games because it's not like you're gonna make the playoffs. It's not like you're doing anything. Salvage that man's career by saying, "Hey, you're back in. Enjoy, enjoy the time while you're here," and he can retire at the end of the year, a happy man. Well, one Washington team was good, and the Nationals beat the Astros. I won the bet. I hate my life. They should have kept Granky in. Yeah, Granky was throwing damn near one hit ball. No runs, just crushing it. And then they decided to just fuck that all up, which broke my. And what's crazy is they had Cole warming up and then was like, no, we're not going to use Garrett Cole. Well, you probably fucking should have. But kudos to uh, Nationals. Kudos to that. Fun win. Yeah. And I was saying the whole time since the playoffs started, they have a great lineup. They all hit the ball. They all move. Like it's a tough lineup to go through as a pitcher. And they kept proving that over and over again. And so kudos to them. I wanted Houston to win, but whatever. I'll cry in my sleep some other day. Yeah, another Houston team sucks. Not- yeah, no. But- no, the Rockets. Yeah, What the fuck is up with the Rockets? We're, we're, yeah, we're going to move right into goddamn basketball because the Rockets, besides winning last night... It was against the Grizzlies. Yeah, it was against <laughs> the Grizzlies. Is it winning? And they only won by seven. They fucking suck. And yeah, Harden scored 44, but Harden was shooting like dog shit before that. And I, was, I, was, I put this on my Twitter. I was like, when is everyone ready to talk about Harden shooting? And not a lot of people responded because a lot of people were shaded about it. But it's fine. Some the people who did respond, they were like, "There's nothing wrong." Or some people were like, "Yes," and the people were like, "There's nothing wrong." I was like, "Oh yeah, there is." He sh- he was shooting at one point twenty percent on the season through six games, and every shot he damn near took had a bad shot selection. Nobody wanted to talk about it. When you shoot really well, and those bad shot selections are forgiven, you know? Because, like, oh, he, shoot, he still shot 45 50% from the field. He took some weird shots, but whatever. He still put up 40 points. When you're shooting like shit, somebody should honestly pull you to the side and just go, hey, set the fuck down. Learn from what you just did, because whatever you just did was embarrassing. What you did. Yeah, what you did was embarrassing with this fucking one-hop step back on off of one foot going away. And let's go take better shots downfield. And, like, somebody pointed out, they were like, 
yeah, it's not like he's he's losing touches. And I go, no, he's not losing touches and he's not gaining any. I was like, Westbrook has shot just as much as fucking Chris Paul did last year. What's changed? Chris Paul is a better passer. Mmm. Yeah, it's tough to think about, isn't it? You you can say Chris Paul better facilitates an offense, mm, yeah, but but half of their offense is running up the court as fast as they can and kicking out the ball for three pointers. Who runs up the, up and down the court better than anybody in the whole damn league? Westbrook. So I don't I don't see the difference there essentially, but he's not losing touches. He's getting the same amount of shots. He's just shooting shittier shots, and he's not knocking him down this year, and that's a problem. I do want to get into the 76ers. Devin! Because they have... They have a great team, but they just also lost to my boy D-Book and my other boy Javon Carter. Shout out to my homie. And 76ers were 5-0 to start the season. Suns are surprising. Kicking ass. Beat the Clippers. Without Aiton. Beat the 76ers. And I'm going to throw some props to my boy. D-Book came out, did his work. We know what D-Book's capable of. If somebody tells me they're not, they're insane. But picking up uh, Dario Saric was great for defense. Uh, And also picking up Javon Carter. Extremely great for defense. Rubio can run you an offense. He can't shoot shit, but he can run you an offense. And then when he gets tired, you throw in Javon Carter, who will eventually be the starter in my eyes, and he plays your defense. He gives you hardcore ball, eighty-four feet up the fuck, up and down the fucking court, and he's gonna make it happen for you every time. And then you also have you you have really good role players. You have Tyler Johnson from Miami. That guy can score. Frank Kaminsky coming off the bench gives you a lot of rebounds. Wisconsin. Bridges coming off the bench will eventually give you about 10 points a game. And then you just surround yourself with guys who can help out Booker. Oh, yeah. this And that's what they did. Yeah. Kudos to them. And once Aiden comes back. Dude, it's a wrap. When Aiden comes back, you, you literally can move Sarge to the bench. And then you can have Baines at power forward and and Aiton and uh at the five, and that's a big ass team with the one of the smallest guys on the court shooting around him, and that's a lot of defense on the court too. Yeah, I guess lastly we can talk we can get into Anthony Davis and the Lakers. Weird statement. Which statement? The when I asked about playing in Chicago. Yeah, no. You wanna. Yeah, tell us uh, what he said, because I know I know exactly word for word. If you don't know, I don't know word for word. Uh, I know he's, he's like, a yeah, free he's a free agent yeah. next year, is what he said. Uh, and Chicago is the hometown mecca of basketball. And I'm gonna say you're fucking right. It is the mecca. Even the suburbs. Personally, I guess just my. My suburb where I went to school, although I'm, I grew up in Chicago, the suburb where I went to school is the mecca of basketball. 
your lovable Bucks. You know who their shooting guard is? Milton. You know who their backup shooting guard is? No. Sterling Brown. You know where he came from? Chicago. Proviso East. Point guard for the Suns. Plays defense. Javon Carter. You know where he came from? Proviso East. Doc Rivers. Coach of the Clippers. You know where he came from? East. Proviso East. It is the Mecca of basketball. Chicago is the Mecca of basketball. Here we go. Come back. Come back home. You don't want to win with LeBron. Or if you do, how about this? Win one with LeBron. Come back to us. I just, I just feel like LeBron looked at him at the interview like, No, no. What did you just... No, listen, listen, listen. He comes back. You put him at the five. Oh, I... You put Laurie at the four. Bring back D-Rose because all our point guards suck anyway. And you got Kobe White coming off the bench. You got Levine at the at the shooting guard. You got Window. We can even run Window Carter at the at the three. Let's make it happen. I just, you know what? I don't know if you say it right now in the middle of the season with LeBron, but you're, you're not gonna be happy. I don't think LeBron's. He's like, dude, I'm trying to put together this team, and without you, the whole thing falls apart. Fuck LeBron. Oh, I know. It's Bulls time, baby. Come on back. Come back home. You bring your injury-riddled ass back home. Get healthy. Get some good cooking in your soul. And let's well, win some I goddamn mean, games. The thing about the NBA is the landscape can change in a snap of a finger. Exactly. So come back to the East where it, there's nobody but the 76ers and Bucks. Maybe the the Celtics. But, in the, but they're going to take some time to figure it out. Come back. You got the east of the palm of your hand. You yeah, can have D Rose who averages just 20 points a game. D Rose is fun again. Yes. <laughs> 20 points a game out of D Rose off the bench. Imagine if you're starting him. I think he likes coming off the bench. He might. So hell, you still you still just drafted fourth overall, Kobe White. Show me what you got. Come back. Let's go team. We got we got go go little thing working over here. Come back, get this money. Because they got hella cap room to spend, too. Yeah, a lot. Come on home, man. Lakers have won five five in a row, but come on back, man. We we could use uh, a little hometown love in our lives. We appreciate it. Well, I think that'll do that for this one today. Appreciate you listening. Catch us again next week. You're... Gooshies.